As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a podcaster. I know I'd go from rags to... To me, being a podcaster was better than being president of the United States. To me, it meant being somebody on the internet that was full of nobodies. There was Rose Nightingale. There was like, they were like a little wind-up toy. You just talk about FNAF, Avatar, Supernatural, and they go into full theory right mode. Right there, FNAF DLC for Security Breach is going to be fucking awesome, and I swear to God, if it is not an entire nightmare sequence just for Gregory alone, where he has to run with Freddy all over the pizza plex, I'm going to die. Right, Jess? Jess was a great host who let us record in her spare room. She loved having guests over, and she loved that little dog, Gertrude. She's my sweet little baby princess, you know, Gertrude. My God, she loved that thing. You know, we always called each other good fellas. Like, you say to somebody, you're going to like this guy. He's all right. He's a good fella. He's one of us. You understand? We were good fellas. Podcasters. We were one frame off. Fellow creatures of the void. Yeah. Hello. Yeah, I am see? back. Hey, yeah, uh, they came back from their catatonic states of John Pokemon. Constantine, Constant- Pokemon. Yeah, it was a weird binge period. It, I really, it really was. You just kind of snapped out of it, wondering what year it was. Look, I was recording at 3 a.m., okay? That's true. You, you, snapped, right, did, you snapped back hard. I, I did. I, I came out of it. You guys, in my time away, wrote a letter to Astroglide. Astroglide. And um, I, I know I'm gliding into the conversation several days late, mm-hmm. but uh, I, at like 1 a.m., I started recording. I'm like, fellow creatures of the void who are also insomniacs, we're, we're all just here for a Sleepless few hours. creatures. Sleepless creatures of the night. Yeah. We're, uh, we're here. I'm going to do a blind reaction. So look out for that. Maybe. It, I was so out of it. I was so tired. <laughs> but happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day. Yeah. Oh, do I have to say it? No. No, you don't okay. have to. It's not like a real holiday. No. No, it's just It was a... made by greeting card companies to make single people feel lonely. No, it's a day of bloodshed and murder. Yeah. Well, I mean, Valentine, the name Valentine's Day comes from... Saint Valentine, who was a mm-hmm. Roman priest, um, I forgot which uh, emperor he served under, but February fourteenth is the day of his execution. Good. You you want to know why he was killed? Why was he killed? He um he so loved the, too much. He, he loved, actually he much did love. yes so little boys uh, no am I right no no damn so well you're right the but emperor, no it's wrong it is wrong you are right the act you're talking about is wrong. What happened to the emperor? Oh, I'm not condoning child <laughs> molestation. No one is. No one, no one oh, is. Oh, but you, you guys will endorse cancer sticks. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. It's, it's something you do to yourself. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely. No it's no your own judgment. damn business. I've said this a million times. I, I, how many episodes do I need to discuss that? If, <laughs> self-destruction, if you want to do it's it, okay. that's on you, man. Like, yeah. no you judgment. will affect other people, no, but it's no, your fucking I life. Didn't mean, I didn't mean it negatively. <laughs> Cigarettes. They'll get you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cancer on the stick. Okay, anyways. So the emperor of the time where St. Uh, Valentine was serving and living had actually outlawed his soldiers, Roman soldiers, from being married. So if you were married before you enlisted into the army... Why would he army, outlaw them to be 
not get married. He because... had a bad breakup and was very jealous. <laughs> no, he thought that if soldiers were married, they wouldn't fight as hard or want to fight as uh, hard as they Because they have something be, to lose. Because they have something to lose. And he's like, the soldiers should only be concerned about Rome and Rome herself, not anyone or anything else. So you should be fighting as hard as you can, not for someone or something, but for me and for the empire. Mm -hmm. So if you were married before you enlisted or started training, you're fine. That marriage, he's not going to make you get a divorce. But soldiers who weren't married um, had to remain unmarried for the duration of their service. St. Valentine was like, fuck you, dude. And actually would marry soldiers in secret. At some point, he was caught, and the Roman emperor had him executed on February 14th. So that's where the name Valentine's Day comes from. It's from St. Valentine. And, so, and him believing in the power of marriage. So, yeah, we, we celebrate a guy's love. execution date. Woo! With chocolate. With, yeah, chocolate that's made by companies who drain communities of their resources. Would, you, would your preference be that he not be celebrated at all? I think you should just no. celebrate each other. I, I feel like at this rate, Valentine's Day is more... It's an overly commercialized holiday yeah that's built on bloodshed and murder yeah like that's how i feel and over, America. it's the over commercialization of it like i would not i wouldn't have a problem with celebrating valentine's day if we actually kept it less popularized by I mass mean, media well because it is a there isn't any holiday that isn't overly commercialized no in our really capitalistic isn't. society i yeah. literally cannot think of anything that is not even that's commercialized arbor day <laughs> no, it, it, I, I guarantee. Boxing I guarantee, or even Earth Day, Boxing Day, Boxing Day is really you know, huge now in the UK take it back, and in Canada. Do, people oh, yeah. for yeah, Earth Day right. and Arbor Day, people do kind of pretend to go green for a, about a week or so. Yeah. No, they do. Like there isn't anything. Even right now, month long sobriety is commercialized. It's yeah. become a whole long thing. We've got dry January and we've got sober October. It's like we got no nut November. We yeah, got, yeah. We got it, it, don't it's... pee January. Yeah. Well. <laughs> We have a lot of bladder infections. Like, look, if you need to, if you need to stop doing something, just don't do it anymore. Don't. Just... Or maybe we should be saying that social expectations, like, kind of resetting them, because now some people who are in relation, like, romantic relationships, their significant other expects them to do something for Valentine's Day, and gets really upset, angry to the point where they'll like break up or leave you if you mm -hmm. don't. So maybe turning that back a little. If you're going like to break that. up with somebody because they didn't get, get you a gift for Valentine's Day, you should probably already be broken up. Yeah, it's yeah. not going to work out on that. It case. is not going to work out. out. Um, having said that, a lot of people need stuff to look forward to. Yeah. It's just mm -hmm. like saying like, um, you're making way too big of a deal of your birthday. <laughs> Yeah. Some yeah. people really honestly need a day to feel important. Birthdays, yeah. It's like the one day where it's like, it's all about me. So you. Well, no, I understand that. No, I, I understand that. But I think shouldn't... people feel that way about Valentine's Day, too. And or it's, it's, it's really good for the economy and like uh, the hospitality industry. People as definitely well. feel oh, yeah, that way about Christmas, too. Yeah, it really whole, is. It, it really is a, a boost for the hospitality industry. Yeah. That's true. It, it, it is. No, it you is. You bring up good points. Yeah, it, it's... I'm not saying I like it. Like, yes, my husband got me some stuff. I told him, I was like, dude, I didn't think you were doing anything for... 
fucking Valentine's Day today. Or this, he's so uh, sweet. Yeah, I was like, shit, I guess I'll take you out to dinner. I didn't plan anything. And he's like, well, it's for women. And I, well, it's, oh, it's, it's no. for women. Yeah, I, I mean, I mean, honest to God, it is. It's marketed towards it's women. Funny. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's the puppy. Oh, yeah. So I meant, um, new location, different location. We yeah. have a guest star joining us every occasionally uh it's his cal. name is cal he's yeah. my dad's dog father nightingale he uh I love father nightingale <laughs> father nightingale he's out of state right now so i am watching cal you guys should have watched midnight mass yeah. <laughs> i heard all about midnight mass, father nightingale though. sounds like a priest that is really into killing vampires <laughs> Father Whoa. Nightingale, I'm well, loaded and strapped with holy it's water good thing and crosses. That we have zombie rose and not vampire rose. I said, Cal, oh my gosh. Oh, yeah, yeah, that puppy. Uh, well, he'll, um, he should settle back down soon. Whatever, there's gonna be periodic, uh, periodic barks. Yeah. Get used to we it. We like dogs. We, we I like had dogs. To, but I had to my God, him. is this guy a jumper? He can jump my height. I, yeah. I, I've said on the podcast I am five one and a half. As soon as I came in, it's just like his bark sounds like an old jump. man. <laughs> That's because he's locked away in his room. Yeah, he's not happy. He wouldn't stop jumping on Brody. Poor and baby. I told him, you you know, go lay down or go to your room. If he jumped on Brody again, I'm like, all right, go into your you room. Go bud. in the room. Go in the you room. Do. I love so, dogs, but I got a show to do. Yeah, we, we got stuff to do, bud. Mm-hmm. So, periodic bark. Um. <laughs> He's, you know, want to know what? Cal's got comedic timing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was We might need to get him on here. Yeah, let's get a mic for Cal. Let's get a mic for Cal. Let's mic him. Let's put a little sweater on him. Yeah. Give him a little bowl of food and put a little mic on him. So, it it's Valentine's Day. Are we talking about romantic movies? Rom coms? No. Movies? Of course not. What? This is it's this us. is us. Yeah. I actually would like to talk about romantic comedies. We can do that another day. Another day. Another day. But I, today, I, another day. But today it's Valentine's Day and we're not talking about love. No, we're not. No. We're talking about violence. We're, we're talking we're, about Tommy guns on the street. We're talking man, see you Chicago. Chicago. Late nineteen twenties Chicago. Man, see? I think uh, I think we're talking a little about bit Boston too. Boston, Boston yeah. New York. L.A., San Diego, mm-hmm. Miami, Miami. Anywhere oh. where there was a major crime family. You what? What were they called, Brody? The crime families. Yeah. Uh, what was mobsters. the word? Mobsters. The mafia. Mobsters. That's right. You know, you see enough. them. They're the good fellas. They're wise guys. The wise guys. Wise guys. I truly do not know that much about the mafia. I really just know the movies. Yeah. Cal doesn't know a lot about the mafia either. No, he just told me. He he will settle down. I promise. Okay, you can Um, let him out. Like we're just for a little period, just to get some tippy tacks out. Let's get let's get Cal. Let's let the dog out. (laughs) He's so cute. (laughs) I want a lab now. He's a golden retriever lab mix kind of deal. Oh my god, he loves you so much, Brody. Mm. This is a stark difference from this is nice. uh, Gertrude. Yeah. Gertie. Um, well, Gertie Brody and Gertie were playing together yeah, on Saturday. I heard, I heard mm-hmm. that they were playing together. We're, we're back. Like... The dog is out. I've uh, got an armful of big retriever right now. He's a uh, golden retriever mix. Tail is wagging. He's such a happy boy. Very happy. You may hear instead of some barks, some casual tippy taps, but you know, it's just what it is. There's a big old doggy in the room. Yep. 
they so enrich like, why, our lives so, so much. So like, why are there so many like other than the fact that there are amazing American true crime stories about the mob and these gangsters? Why do you really think we love these guys? Like they're the they're, they're the they're the they're the criminals. They're I the villains. It, but, I think it really comes down to two perspectives. It comes mm-hmm. down to media and the community. Because when we talk about the mafia, we're talking about basically like a crime syndicate or a crime family who actually, in historically speaking, has very deep ties to the community. Like mm-hmm. uh, Al Capone, he would support soup, kitchen, uh, soup kitchens. He'd do a lot of good for the community. But yeah. all of that was funded with blood money, right? Like right. all his, anything that he did. It's very worked. similar to like if another real life example, uh, Pablo Escobar. Yeah. Like all of his trafficking money went right back to the community around him. And that's kind of where the community or community members kind they're of Robin, got this. They're Robin Hoods. Yeah. No, it was more like an anti-hero. Right? So it's I like... Robin, 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 Robin Hood is kind of an anti-hero. Yeah. Kind of, but that was stealing from the rich to give to the poor, and this is just stealing from each other to give to everybody in the community, right? Communism. And if you, and if you crossed the family, or if you, like, you were a part of one family and you ended up in the wrong side, on the wrong side of the tracks, you'd end up with a bullet through your head. Right. So... Anti-hero is kind of the parallel I would draw with them. And that's kind of where a lot of the public at the time would draw as well. Right up until the um, the Valentine's Day Massacre. Yes. What is the Valentine's Day Massacre? Let's talk a little bit about that on this day of the Valentine's. Yeah, I know you all heard about it when you were like in middle school, social studies or something. Home so ec. Or this... not home ec, shit. I've blocked well, so much of school out of my brain. <laughs> yeah, I had a North Carolina education. I literally Same didn't Z's. learn shit. No, I learned a lot about North Carolina, though. Oh, I, I did too. How mm-hmm. many times did you guys learn about Sir Walter Raleigh? Right. Oh my God, just too many times. Yeah, hey, so Pepsi. Much. Yeah, Tobac- you're right. Yeah. <laughs> tobacco. Pepsi, tobacco, cheer wine. Cheer wine. Officially known as St. Valentine's Day Massacre, February 14th, 1929. Um. Hmm. A couple of bootleggers who happened to be members of one of Al Capone's biggest rivals were caught in what they thought was a routine bust. So the police come in. What that means is like the police come in and you've got whole barrels full of booze. Yeah. And at this time, we're talking about Prohibition era. Mm-hmm. So you can't drink. You can't do a lot like certain drugs out in public. Yeah, they can't do opium anymore. (laughs) Yeah, they can't. Such a fucking drag. Bastards. (laughs) Just drink a Coke about it. Wasn't cocaine still in Coca-Cola at this time? Something like that. Probably. Probably. Something like that. But yeah, like, um, so these guys, these bootleggers, the bootleggers are the people who would run the booze to and from point A to point B. They're the moonshiners. The mules. They're the guys who started NASCAR. Yeah, that's right. Holy fuck, that makes me like NASCAR so much more. Right? Yeah, so... Holy shit. They would uh, drive around the fastest car possible throughout the South, and everyone would be like, hey, Dukes that's of a hazard. Na- yeah, that's a NASCAR right there. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it is well, a NASCAR. It would, be, it would start with one dude saying, <laughs> I've got the fastest car because I've outrun like 52 offices. Yeehaw. Really? That's bullshit? I've got one that's outrun like 30 or something. Mm-hmm. And they, that's like, And so they started racing each other. And eventually that race became an official race for all these guys who would like decked out, souped up 
Why cars. does that make me this- feel so much better about being Southern? <laughs> and eventually, we get NASCAR. Yeah. Um, the more you know. But yeah, uh, the Valentine's Day Massacre, these bootleggers get caught. And um, they're like, ah, shit. All right, let's put our weapons down. We'll go peacefully. We'll go quietly. Because typically, in uh, what happens with a normal bust is they get in. The police come in. They bust them. They kicked out all the barrels, destroy all the booze, yep. arrest all the bootleggers, and take them to jail. They serve a jail time, and then they're released. That's what they were thinking was going to happen. And if you fight them, your sentence gets higher or harsher. Mm-hmm. And so it's just easier for them to comply. So they're like, all right, we'll just put our hands on the wall, backs to the officers, whatever. But that's not what happened this time around. Um, these officers were actually Al Capone's men hmm. disguised as officers in officer uniforms that had busted his competitors op- uh, area of operation. And when um, all the bootleggers, all the drivers had lined up against the wall, unarmed, you know, hands up on the wall, backs to the officers. Yep. These guys whipped out these massive guns. Tommy mm-hmm. guns. The Tommies. Classic Tommies. And just, just killed them all. Them. It was just painted the wall with them. Yep. Mm. Painted the wall red. And that's when the public actually really realized like they knew that these guys could be ruthless, but that was a major turning point for the mass public. They're like, these guys aren't just anti heroes. These guys are downright like vicious yeah it's like mm, you gotta reconsider some things yeah really because mm-hmm. like Are as much as yeah yeah because yeah. yeah. as much as i like booze am i willing to support someone who's just gonna gun down an unarmed person who was complying with who they thought was an officer of the law do i, I mean can i also just say that like it's a really smart plan it, it was brilliant like especially for i i don't think al capone came up with that because no that he dunk. he funded yeah, he was <laughs> He was big dummy. No, he was, um, in his own ways, he was very clever. He was not so much smart, but clever. Mm-hmm. He was very good at covering his tracks. And it took them nailing him for tax evasion. Yep. Yeah. He, because the they, couldn't, they couldn't track him. They couldn't track any of the, Everybody knew he was behind so many deaths and murders and so much. It's like O.J. Simpson. <laughs> Al Capone, O.J. Simpson, Hall of Fame, baby. I'm fine making this comparison. I hate, <laughs> I fucking hate the whole quote, uh, if the glove does not fit, you must acquit. That's such bullshit, especially when you realize that piece Johnny, of evidence. What was, what was the lawyer's name again? Johnny I Cochran? Remember. I don't remember. I think Johnny Cochran. Yeah, so um, that glove, he was an amazing attorney. Yeah, yeah, but that glove, though, that piece of evidence was treated so poorly. Well, it was also, it was saturated with blood. It's going to shrink. Like, yeah, it's no, just it didn't need... Not just science. that, Jess. And my favorite part... He of, also purposely struggled to get his hand That was about yeah. to say, it like, an it looks it like an, an infomercial when you can't do something. Yeah, or, That's what it looked like to having watching OJ try to put the glove, glove back on. Like, that tired specific, of not being able to put your glove yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that specific Is your glove... your cereal coming out too fast out of the box? <laughs> Use Astroglide. Use Astroglide. It'll come out way faster. But anyways, that glove had Don't actually been... Slip into the murder glove with Astroglide. That Don't glove had been... um Had been or do. frozen. <laughs> Extra vitamins. Rethawed. Sure it would be fine. 
the, the glove had been frozen, thawed, frozen, and thawed again. So when, like, they were actually trying to get the glove on to prove mm-hmm. to the, it was too small, quote-unquote, it had shrank, like, two sizes. Yeah. By that point. Because leather shrinks when you freeze, like, when you get, it, like, wet, when you fucking freeze it, mm-hmm. and then thaw it again, it's going to shrink regardless. And that is, while it is a legitimate preservation technique for certain pieces of evidence, why would you use that on leather knowing it would fucking shrink? You know I what, like Rose? It, it truly is that. astounding, like, the more you learn about um, different the, cases, how police incompetence has oh, screwed, it's skyrocket. screwed up. It skyrocketed. I'm specifically thinking of the John Benet Ramsey case, which if you're I not familiar, think, yes. maybe we can do an episode on police incompetence because I would enjoy that. That one but, and the uh, uh, Kitty Cabin, Kitty Cabin murders. Ju- what that? How John Benet Ramsey's murder was handled? My is fucking just, god! Like, the, a laundry list of just stupidity. Mm. In the Kitty or Cabin, ignorance really is it's a better ig- word. <laughs> no, you want to know incompetence? The Kitty Cabin murders. There was a box full of evidence shoved into a corner. That everyone's like, oh, we lost it, blah, 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 we can't find it. It's like, bitch, the box is right fucking there. Yeah. Rose, John Bonet's body was in the basement the entire right? time. The entire fucking the time. The entire Talk fucking time. Like, my daughter's missing. For days, they didn't go in the fucking basement. Why would also, you how check? big is that fucking house to where, like, there's a part of your house you don't go into for days, and that's where your daughter was, like, killed? Okay, if there was a moment... Where it's like, oh, I, I can't find my kid. Let me check every part of the house. Wouldn't you go into the fucking basement first? Wouldn't, would you not go into the basement? I don't know. It depends on where it's the scary, kid likes to hide and do things. Yeah, I don't know. Everybody's different. Yeah, but JonBenet and fucking ignorance mm. and incompetence. Yes. It's so stupid. Once you actually start looking at the we, we specifics. We need to move on, but I will just say that the incompetence had most to do with the fact that it was Christmas time and all like the detectives and stuff were not around. So they no. sent beat cops in to investigate a oh my fucking, fucking child God. murder. I'm sorry. It may be Christmas, but it's your fucking job because a kid is missing and possibly dead. What was the... So you said the public's response to what we now know as the Valentine's Day massacre. Mm-hmm. Um was they were not approving no they did not it changed their opinions yeah mm-hmm. of a lot of the people they used to idolize yes and part of the reason why they would idolize them um, Brody and i were talking about this i mentioned it they were heavily involved in the community yeah like these guys if you lived in like one mob's territory you were basically protected from the other mobs like right. you had a certain level of protection but the minute, like, you said something ill about the family who ruled that area, you could end up with a bullet through your head. Mm-hmm. But up until that point, the mass public really... Ignorance is bliss, I guess? They were... They kind of just, like, were more about, like, this is if working it's not directly affecting them, yeah, though, it's hard yeah. for a lot of people to care. And that's just that's human true. nature. If it's more like... Something where hey, it's they like, really oh, are shit. Really... Thank God I'm not in a gang. Or even <laughs> like if you even if you don't know, it's just like wow, it's a really good thing that those other crime families don't come around here. Yeah, I'm just gonna go on with my usual life, not yeah. getting shot. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But man, Al Capone fucking sucks. Yeah, that that's the minute that you're like, oh shit, I'm gonna end up dead. It's worth mentioning too. Jess brought it up that he was dumb as a rock, but also like. Near the end of his life, I uh, believed 
like syphilis had just rot his brain to it the did. point of like very early dementia. He would sit out by his swimming pool with a fishing rod in it all day. And he's trying what? to catch fishies. And you want to know what? Like, what I, I feel like life. I've been there mentally, honestly. Oh, like, I really have. Al Capone, <laughs> not the brightest crayon in the box. Although he did get sent to Alcatraz. And he did, yes. And it, have you seen pictures of his cell in Alcatraz? No, I haven't. It's lavish as hell. Oh, yeah, that's another thing. The first movie I want to get into is Goodfellas. And yeah. I wanted to look up like what was right and what was wrong in that movie in particular. The one thing that everyone thought was exa- exaggerated but was actually very accurate was... Al Capone cell. Al Capone cell and just how like general prison life was for these esteemed mobsters who owned the prison. Yeah, basically. I mean, when you buy out half the police force, don't throw it, yeah. don't throw it, don't throw it. And they have, <laughs> I, I, I get rid of the toy, but, uh, you know, it's a retriever. Of course they're going to retrieve it. <laughs> That's but why no, I said don't throw it. like that with Gertie where she quits a few in. Yeah. <laughs> no. But that still is, like, maybe one of the most iconic scenes in all of Goodfellas. Just, like, the, the one where it's, like, the guy's cutting the garlic with the razor blade and they're just talking about sauce, and you have like this wonderful music going on. He had a whole ass radio in his cell. Yeah, and a like, stovetop and shit. Yeah, can I just add though that like most prisoners should maybe not a stove just for fire hazards, but they should have radios and TVs in their cells. Oh yeah, I mean they're locked away. I mean, away. They why have... is consuming that kind of media considered such a luxury? It's still horrible, like to sit in a cell and just watch. You don't have to give them everything to watch. They got no. books. I they know, have but books. Oops, squeegees. If you oh, can have books, you should be able to have television. It's like the 20th century. I made a mistake. Count hmm. nope. But okay. I'm just kidding. You can <laughs> only you can only watch the news and public access television. Well, hell yeah, PBS Sesame Street all day long. Uh, yeah, I would love that. Prisoners watching Sesame Street. <laughs> They can hear Elmo yell at Rocco. Yeah. It's like, oh, man, I've been there. Yeah, man. Educational television. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, his... I I like the idea that Al Capone haunts his cell. I really fucking do. Like, in the end, his ghost is just, like, there in his cell. Mm. Chilling. Chilling. Smoking a cig. Yeah, pretty much. I, I, I like that idea. Yeah, maybe. Right. If he got his mental faculty, if he gained your mental faculties oh, after that he died. Oh, that would be so bad. I mean, like... Like, just, like, still I don't know a lot about a ghost, how... I don't... But he still has, like, the rotten brain of Al Capone. Yeah, he's still got, like, the syphilis brain. It's just a little noodle in there now. There ain't nothing in there. A little ghost noodle in yeah. his head. Yeah, been yeah, digested by a syphilitic parasite. I don't know what syphilis is. Like, I, I know what it is, obviously, but it's, like... Bad. Virus... Infection, I think. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, is it bacterial? I have no fucking idea. Anyways, Goodfellas. Yeah. Probably what most people consider to be the greatest, not only gangster movie of all time, but for, like, every uh, frat boy's favorite movie. Every frat boy, your dad, and grandfather's Uh, favorite movie. It's Goodfellas or Scarface for frat guys? Oh, wait, which Scarface? Scarface for frat guys, Um, Goodfellas for your father and uncle. Yes, exactly. Wait, which, wait, it depends which Scarface. Are we talking the original or the remake? Original. The original? Al Pacino. Okay. Yeah. Is that not the the original? For Scarface? Yeah. I think they made a remake, but we all forgot about it. There's a remake of Scarface? Why? I don't know. Exactly. No, the 1932 film. I know. Oh. Where would I watch that? 
It's in fucking black and white, dude. Cool. You didn't um, know that it was a remake? Most people don't. Yeah, no, I didn't know that. No, that's not what? common knowledge. I've not seen that many movies from the 1930s. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I took a film studies class and we watched it. Well, yeah, because that's the only time you watch those movies is in film studies. True. <laughs> it is. But anyways, Goodfellas. Goodfellas, I, like I said, I did a little bit of research into specifically Henry Hill just to try to figure out more about his life. Um, Henry Hill was accurately depicted as a guy who did not go to school. There's a scene where it's like he gets beat by his father after he hasn't been to school in a month. It's been more like Henry Hill had ADHD and dyslexia and this was back in the day where they just had no program for it and decided just to call him a screw-up. Yep. Yeah, if Jess and I lived in that time frame, we would either be... Oh, you would be mobsters. No, we, we would, wouldn't. No, we, we would, would be, be pregnant in... in a kitchen. What are you talking about? <laughs> no, we would be... In... We no, wouldn't... hold on. No, we would be. In... We would have been institutionalized to an insane asylum. That's no, true. I would have faked it. That... I would have been fine. Yeah. I had severe... I, I had severe... I'm a, ca- I'm a chameleon. But yes, the you would like, be you fine. You get to be yourself. There's like, oh, okay, hysteria. Go. No, no, no I. You're like, do this. Any level. <laughs> no, any level of learning disability. I had severe ADHD or mm-hmm. ADD growing up. I would have been institutionalized in a fucking heartbeat. But if mainly boy, because like, my teacher would have been like, oh nope, this person has a learning disability. Mm-hmm. They need to go. But if you're a boy like Henry Hill, you don't do that. Instead, you don't go to school and you work for the mob and you get like your real education there. Oh, yeah? That was accurate. You learn on the job. Yeah. yeah. Score here, score there, park in the Cadillac. And you lie to your family accurate. that you're still going to school. Yeah. I didn't see anything about like the mail thing. I want to believe that that's real, that like they threatened their mailman and, that's, <laughs> and they had, couldn't get any more letters, so they had to go to the post office and complain themselves. I don't know about that. I honestly. Me neither. I did, they, did the mafia it. have any influence over the mail? Probably. I mean, like if they want to intercept something, mm. or Were there private mail companies at that time? No, because it was just the USPS. Yeah, so probably not. Yeah, there was just more like local <laughs> neighborhood mail. <laughs> Cal is relentless. Cal is relentless. He's really cute. <laughs> like you're adorable, I, but my I held, I hid his toy up on the counter, and he found his toy, so he just hopped up, put both paws up on the counter, snagged it. Well, and it's like you said a million me. times, he's a retriever. He is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is not a toy. Is Cal short for anything? No. Oh. His full name when his my dad. His full name is Calvin Klein the dog. No, it was actually Calbert. You could call him Calcifer. I don't like Calbert. My dad didn't either. So when my dad adopted him, his Calbert name was Calbert. Like when I you... like Calbert. Calbert sounds like the Why joke didn't you I go did. with Bert? Why did you just pick <laughs> Cal over Bert? No, my dad he is a Bert. Bert. He is a my Bert. Dad... Look at that head. That's a <laughs> 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 he is on that toy Bert. Did I ever tell you what Pumpkin's name was before? No, our... what was Pumpkin's name? Pumpkin's name before my my brother and their my brother's fiance adopted her was Sug Mama. Oh, yes, you did tell Lord. me this. And it, it's kind of terrible because it doesn't suit Pumpkin's personality pumpkin at all. Is, pumpkin is straight up Pumpkin. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah no. That... Sug Mama is very specific. I don't think you should name any dog Sugar Mama. Well, for Pumpkin, it kind of works. I'm not going to lie. Because, like, I even fed her and I'm just like, how are you doing, Sug? Yeah. Well, Sug, Sugar, Sug. I've been attacked by my mic. Sugar Cube would be cute. Sug. 
How you doing, Shug? Let me give Shug a belly rub. Hey, Shug. Hey, Shug. Yeah. Where you going with them gams? Yeah. <laughs> you good? What, yeah. do you, what do you think? I'm just going to... There we go. What do you think... Because um, I think most of our uh, listeners have seen uh, Goodfellas. Mm-hmm. And if they haven't, you should. Oh, yeah. But we're going to mention okay, Martin those, Scorsese a couple ju- times here. Yeah, no. For those who haven't, can we get a very quick synopsis? Because you started with okay. talking about... It like, is the life of Henry Hill within the mob family, kind of working under and kind of growing as a mobster. Later on, works with multiple heists and specifically just hijacking trucks that come out of JFK Airport and their cargo. Gives what, kind what's of, the cargo? Oh, whatever the fuck they want. Okay. They never really go into it, or at least I kind of missed it. But their biggest heist was... Oh, I'm forgetting the name of it. But their biggest heist was planned to be $1 million, and instead they got $6 million. Nice. And, and immediately everyone's just like buying fur coats and new cars and shit like that. And Jimmy, the main guy, played by Robert De Niro, was just like, no, you can't fucking do this. You're running this shit up. You gotta, you gotta quit fucking spending or else it makes it look suspicious. And basically, everything else is the murders that took place of trying to cover their tracks of everything that happened. And then it's just like, everyone knows like the big sequence of everyone kind of getting, um, doing a little wine pour here. Hold on. So, we, we never actually talked about what we were drinking today. Jess and I have got, I've got my cider. Yeah. But I'm also drinking a little bit of red wine. I wanted to find the perfect red wine for the occasion. Red wine seemed very good, mafioso, Valentine's Day kind of thing. And I found this one, and I just knew it was perfect. Uh, Cabernet Sauvignon 2018 Diamond Collection from Francis Ford Coppola's Winery. Ooh. For those who aren't in the loop, Francis Ford Coppola made The Godfather. You know, that one. (laughs) (laughs) There's more than one. That movie that and I haven't seen says any of them. The, best one. the first one, right? The second one. First one and third one. I don't know who. Third, did the second one. really? There's a trilogy. Oh, I thought no, people no. say the second one is be- the best. People say that. I've never seen them. I can't sit through it. My ADHD will not allow me. Oh yeah. Even no. when I'm medicated, I can't do it. I, I just fucking to, can't. I can get to that in a sec. But yeah. good fellas. So everyone knows the whole murders that took place after that, and meanwhile Henry Hill, from all of his prison connections. Starts dealing narcotics, which if you've also seen The Godfather, you know, the transition from like organized crime to the narcotics sale, big no-no in the family. They saw it as very dishonorable, kind of like working with the lowest forms of humanity. Super ironic, at least, because I think that at least narcotics sales is more honest work than thievery. I mean, it's going from one thing. Kind of apples and oranges, but it's not oranges. How? It's, it's going from one negative to another, though. What yeah. kind of narcotics? Uh, quaaludes, cocaine, your usual ah. 70s and 80s uppers. Okay. So, so the hard shit, then. Yeah. So um, I am a big proponent of, I'm like, again. You yeah. love quaaludes. I would have fucking loved to have done a quaalude. Are you kidding me? Oh, dude, that's another. Are you thing. fucking kidding me? Yeah, I would have loved to have done quaaludes. Rose, do you have you have you seen Wolf of Wall Street? You Everyone would have loved to have done quaaludes. And in fact, if I was born during this time, I would have been a housewife just high off my oh, ass on quaaludes. Are you kidding me? So real. Are oh, you wait, kidding? Hold on a minute. That explains so much of the fifties housewife. Oh, oh yeah, my God, no. have you guys ever seen The Hours? Someone write this down and we'll do a 1950s housewife motif. I have so many things to say. Hold on, mm-hmm. I got you. 
1950s. And we can just talk about quaaludes for 20 minutes. Oh, yeah, back to quaaludes. Yeah, back to quaaludes. No, to answer the question, no, I have not. Okay, yeah, so you haven't seen Wolf of Wall Street. Oh, my God, we should all watch it. Oh, you would be weirded out by it. I know, having said that, and I'm so sorry, Brody, but I just Mm -hmm. said I can't sit through The Godfather. I understand that... um, the Wolf of Wall Street's about three hours. It's yeah. a way different movie with a lot more going on. Wouldn't call it a real gangster movie, but it is Scorsese and it's more. I mean, it's got the vibes. It's still, it's still, to my understanding, it, has, it is like, a white collar a, gangster movie. White right, though. Like, white, yeah, white collar gangster movie. It is, but it's way more. You know about being. It's way more of a show off kind of thing. Like every big major director has one movie where they're just showing off. That's them. This movie was about Leo. Yeah, Hold the on. Quaaludes. Quaaludes. Quaaludes, as described by Leo himself as Jordan Belford, uh, Quaaludes were an old upper that was supposed to be like this, like, marketed uh, weight loss drug for pill pop and housewives. Turns out it was just straight up amphetamines and a bunch of other stuff. Oof. And it was... I was under the impression that Quaaludes was more like if you took a benzo and an opiate and mixed them together. Like kind a of. super intense Xanax. Like the idea was it was supposed to put them to sleep and burn the stuff off, but it turns out if you take them in the so day, it's speedballing, and then maybe do like a shot of tequila, you get a really good buzz. But what? But here's the funny thing about Quaaludes: the recipe is gone. Probably for the betterment of the world. Probably really. for the better. Yeah. But they just talk about like you can't buy Quaaludes anymore. It was strictly a '70s to '90s thing. And oh, I bet you the government has the recipe. Oh, are you kidding someone me? Someone has the recipe. The U.S. government has the recipe. Tell you what, if you have the recipe for Quaaludes, email it to oneframeoff.com. <laughs> there is some chemist Woo! out there that can make it in this frying pan. Someone I'm telling you right that, now. But I think, like, some in some way, it kind of led to the creation of things like ecstasy and Molly. I mean, what that's was... a theory, but I don't know. I don't have too much behind it. But like, there's well, a lot maybe. of chemists who I mean... work on it. Molly is just pure MDMA. Mm -hmm. I mean, wasn't meth developed by the Nazis? I can go with that, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It was developed by the U.S. government to disenfranchise uh, minority communities. I'd buy that, too. That's actually crack. But yeah, no, crack. Crack, yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah, crack. The U.S. government um, purposefully introduced crack into, I believe, specifically African-American communities, but they... Just loaded it on in there. Yeah. Way to go, government. Yeah, they also killed Martin Luther King. <laughs> you can Google anyways, it, it happened. Henry Hill, he kind of gets out by giving the big testimony about everything that kind of happened in his time in the mob. His family gets moved into witness protection <laughs> program, and he never, and in real life, Henry Hill never really got to do anything else because he had zero education would also regularly go back into alcoholism and... He could manage a restaurant. <laughs> he, that's what he wanted to do. He no, that's, that's, a, that's an actual thing. He wanted. He thought about like, hey, if after this, like, I would love to have a little Ma and Pa spaghetti joint or something. Yeah, he, he could have... He would have been good at it. He would have been great. He would have been great at hey, it. If he, hey, you want to go to the Henry Hill restaurant? The guy from Goodfellas? Yeah, they got good meatballs. Yeah, they so got I good meatballs. I don't think it was created, but methamphetamine was a key part of the Nazi military strategy. Yep. So I, I don't know if it was created or not by them, but they used it heavily. Like they gave it to their soldiers? Yeah. Damn. That's scary. Awake. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But anyways, Moving good on. fellas. You've seen it. Your father's seen it. It's always on TV. 
If you want yeah, to just turn not, on... You're not wrong about that. But, yeah, it's always you on know TBS. What, you know what? I will say, this is my last little piece about Goodfellas. It's the perfect movie for watching on television. Because you could watch the beginning, <laughs> the middle, or the end. Every individual scene... <laughs> What is wrong with you? My God. Rose just tried to play fetch with Cal by throwing the ball. And immediately Rose threw it right into you. all the glasses. All the glassware, all the fine china. Everything's broken. What's wrong with you? I, I tried to throw his ball. You broke everything. No, so... Uh, I, I have three chocolates left from Mexico, right? Oh, yeah. We never got to do the Mexican chocolates We Christmas. never got... <coughs> Excuse me. We never got to do them. So mm -hmm. I was giving them to Jess as Brody was explaining the movie, silently asking her to pick one. Hmm. Pick which one she wants to see and like do. I already, I already opened one up. I just went for it. She just went for it. Oh, and she picked the deep. vanilla I one. I picked vanilla. You picked the vanilla one. Vanilla okay. chocolate. That's interesting. And, and, then, and then she dropped it by accident. <laughs> yeah. That's a ton of vanilla. That's good. And then... Right. Weird. And then I threw I threw his ball. I figured we're all drinking some fancy fancy Francis for Coppola wine. We might as well eat some fancy chocolates too. Great. It's bizarre. Like very vanilla? Is it like a vanilla cream in the middle? I don't know. Yeah, I just pass it this I'm one. just passing it over. Yeah. I took way too big of a piece. It's real vanilla though, Brody. It's not, it's not extract. Oh shit. Oh, that's vanilla for sure. Yeah. Is that not bizarre? That is bizarre. That's like, have you ever been a dumbass like me and... Or Al Capone. <laughs> or Al Capone. I bet Al Capone's done this. You're baking <laughs> and you have some vanilla extract and like, wow, this smells really good. I've absolutely done that I as a kid. I bet it tastes good and you just like throw it back. But yeah. If you want to watch any gangster movie, first step is obviously going to be like something Scorsese. He really just understands and loves these American crime stories about like all the big injustices of the world and... Really just the glamour of the character behind them because like everyone from like even Casino, how like the dude always had like the new cool suit. There was uh, Robert De Niro's character, Jimmy, who would all, he notably was, and this was historically real, the biggest tipper you've ever seen. Like he just, someone parks his car, here's $50. Someone makes his drink just right, here's $100. Oh my God, what an amazing human. I mean, like, if you have so much goddamn money just from, like, every crime possible, and you want everyone to love you, be uh, a big yeah. tip. If you want, If you want anyone around you to love you in general, you don't have to be a huge just tipper. Just give them money. But, Not I mean... Really. <clears throat> I made so many friends when I just started giving away money. Right? No one wanted to leave my side. No, of course not. That's one gangster movie, and that's probably just the most broad stroke of. It's. I think when you categories. when you ask someone like name a gangster movie, most people will say Goodfellas or Casino first. Yeah. Ooh, more chocolate. Pick one. I'm gonna go with ooh chili. I'm gonna. Oh go with, no. Yeah. Ah. I'm gonna I'm go it. with the spicy chocolate. Chilean. Why do you Why do you think that? Um, I don't want to say. I was like, I was almost answering my question. It's like it's Martin Scorsese. But why do you think people remember Goodfellas so fondly as opposed to other gangster movies? I think, well, first of all, on a technical level, there's like a, so many scenes that every film they're really nuts over. There's a scene about the dude being being the made man and instead getting shot in the head. Yeah. There's... Which there's, is rare. Which, let's be, let's, let's take a minute to actually 
talk about how rare it is for a main character to die like that. Oh, yeah. Just like brutally brutal from his own consequences yeah like a brutal death probably it happens it's happening more often now i can't even go three or four it wasn't even really in the last act either yeah but like it kind of went into the act uh, that's true in the last yeah but not even like in the climax falling Mm -hmm. action the resolution i know it's more common now but psycho did it first Psycho, yes, they did it. They did do it best. That's the one scene everyone talks about. The Al, the the uh, what am I? Am I funny? Am I funny to you? How am I funny? Everyone talks about that. Joe, Joe Pesci, yeah, Joe Pesci, Pesci, and they always love the fucking like the long shot of them going through the restaurant. Those are just like the moments that really stick with people because they're so technically well done and difficult and difficult. Like everyone's to coordinate. Yeah, I've had so many projects where it's like, okay, we're just gonna do a quick one take long shot for this whole scene, and I'm just like, do you have any fucking idea? How many times we're gonna do this? How many times we're (laughs) gonna do this? How long it's gonna take? And you want me to do this right at the end of the shooting day? Fuck you. Yep. Did you want to talk about casino? We can talk about a little bit. Yeah, let's talk about Uh, casino. A lot of my because it's it's. The yeah. same director, same main actor. Same main actor, most of the returning cast. Yeah. I mainly, mainly just wanted to say one thing. Sharon and Stone? Mm. Sharon Stone. Sharon Stone. Oh my God, she's so beautiful. Mm. Who's Sharon Stone? Sharon Stone plays uh, the wife known, named Ginger. And she's another example of the pill-popping housewife. And you know how I said that all these mob Scorsese people have problems? Yeah. They have problems. Yep. Oh, what problems? She's very materialistic and she's married to the rich man. And then later on when they kind of fell out of each other, she's she does start doing the pills. She sleeps most of the day. She just, she's depressed. She hates her life. Yeah, of Ouch. course she does. And, sorry, I was chewing chocolate. She has every material possession she could desire, and she's still unhappy. And being married to Robert De Niro, I forgot his character's name, is like too. super unfulfilling, and she's not happy with it. Mm-hmm. So this is a dark chocolate. But here's I feel little... like people demonize her, and I don't like that. Yeah. I have a fun fact, and this came from my uh, research. I was mostly going off of a YouTube channel called History Buff. Okay. They do... The history behind all sorts of movies. I'll say. Oh, wonderful! I have to oh, check I love that out. Them. Yeah, they do yeah, Gladiator, Amadeus. Yeah. Oh, they did Gladiator. Yeah, it's probably. Oh up there. hell yeah! I only focused on the uh, Goodfellas in Casino, but the main character for Casino, according to that video, and I don't have all the information in front of me, uh, was believed later on after the movie was made and the story was told. It was widely believed he was actually a rat. A rat. Yeah, like Oof. he was. He was the professional gambler. He was the guy who was running the casino and doing all the shit with uh, Joe Pesci again. But at the same time, informing the police of what's going down. You want to know what? Hmm. That is such a perfect segue for my favorite gangster movie. What's your favorite no, gangster movie? No, what's your favorite gangster movie? Oh, it's The Departed. The Departed. The Departed. The Departed. Departed. I, I hate to take it with Martin Scorsese again, but... I was going through, and um, I will briefly talk about Reservoir Dogs, but I don't think we need to touch on it too much. Not too much. No, not too much. I actually feel like more people have seen Reservoir Dogs than The Departed. I I have just not just gonna make a big seen... confession. Haven't seen The Departed. I haven't oh seen Reservoir God, Dogs. God, you guys haven't seen The Departed? No, I haven't seen either. Oh my God, I love I've it seen so much. Reservoir Dogs. I just realized, yeah, more people have seen Reservoir Dogs than The Departed, mm-hmm. and that so makes I'm, no sense I'm to me. I'm the frame off on both. I haven't seen either. 
but I, I've heard Reservoir Dogs. You would actually really like both of them. I probably you would. You would actually like both of them. Yeah. You would like, I like, I like Reservoir Dogs the most for the fact that, well, the soundtrack's really good. Of course. Yeah. Secondly, it's a giant bottle episode and it's just genius. Like Quentin Tarantino wrote and directed it. And that's what yeah, I was Brody? thinking the first time I like saw it. I just thought to myself, wow, this would make a really good play. Yeah. And, and that's how I felt about, um, what? Holy Did Cal shit. just put his, himself in the room and then bark? Cal put himself in the he corner. He could have locked himself out. I believe it. The Hateful Eight would also be a wonderful play. I think we've discussed this on uh, the podcast before. Maybe. I'm a very firm believer that The Hateful Eight should have been a stage production before it was made into a movie. I almost never remember what we talk about here. Really? Well, um, Reservoir Dogs, it's a bottle episode. But tell me about The Departed. Oh, God, The Departed is so the good. The Departed. Okay. The, the what? The Departed. Oh, the that Departed. One. The Departed. Yeah. Okay, oh my god, this came out in 2006. I'm getting so fucking old. <laughs> no, wonder, no wonder you guys haven't seen it. Okay, so first and foremost, um, one of my friends actually pointed out this out to me that I did not know, is that uh, The Departed is a remake of the 2002 Hong Kong film Infernal Affairs, which Infernal I have not seen. Affairs? Ooh. Infernal Affairs? Um, I believe I read somewhere that Martin Scorsese swears he uh, didn't intend to... Um, Pay homage to it. Who knows? It and the director of Infernal Affairs is like, I like The Departed, but my movie's better. <laughs> <laughs> There's yeah. no original ideas no. in Hollywood. It's just like why didn't they remake Running Man? I said this so much, Dad. If you're listening, you know I've been saying this for years. Why didn't Running Man get remade? Come on, Dad. Running Man. Yeah, it's an Arnold Schwarzenegger movie from the '80s, and it's pretty much Hunger Games. Okay, except better. Oh, I, I can believe that. It's yeah. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Of course it's going to be better. But what do you yeah. like about The Departed? Holy Departed. shit. What don't I like about The Departed? Um, the can you tell us a little the bit Departed. about... The Departed. Oh. Can you tell us a little the bit pl- about I'm going to tell you guys about the plot real quick, and I, I, I don't want to spoil too much because y'all haven't seen it. We'll just give this you the gist. This is what we are. This is what we're here for. We're okay, here for the spoilers. So, how is it mob-like? <laughs> how is it mob-like? So, first you have Jack Nich- Nicholson plays your big bad uh, mob boss. Frank is he Co- angry? Yeah, he's amazing. Oh, Jack Nicholson is fucking guy. amazing in this movie, dude. Are you kidding me? <laughs> um, he plays Frank Costello. He's their um, Irish mobster. Uh, all right. Then Matt, Matt, this is an all-star cast. Matt Damon, I wrote it down, Yo! is Colin Sullivan. So Colin Sullivan, as a child, was kind of taken in by Frank Costello. He took care of him. When he didn't okay. have money to pay for food, Frank gave it to him. When he needed to go to school, Frank took care of him. And when it's time for you to become a cop, you're going to be my mole. Okay. Uh, so you've got Colin Sullivan. So he's under the thumb. Of- he's under, oh, so he he's under the big, big bad uh, thumb of the mob. So he was groomed to be that way. Yes. He was an entirely groomed. And then you have our boy Leonardo DiCaprio, Billy Costigan, who is... Ooh, Leonardo, really? Yeah. He is your uh, cop who goes undercover... In Oof. the Irish mob. Oof. Mm. Oh. So it turns into a scenario where you have two moles trying to find each other simultaneously. <laughs> oh, it's no. fucking intense. Uh, that's, Holy shit, it's so good. I can only, I can I only, can only imagine. So betrayal happening. Yeah. Betrayal. Yo. Murder. So much murder. Please tell me that Leonardo's character is like the mentor to the other guy. What do you mean? Like, um... The the character who's groomed to be the mole for the police officers, like the police, 
Please tell me Leonardo takes him under his wing and is like, oh, I'll teach you how to be a cop. Sure. No, Leonardo DiCaprio is undercover um, in the mafia. So he's an undercover cop. So, okay. So he never gets to see anybody in the facility. Um, okay. Matt Damon's character... Oh, fuck. Matt Damon is Yeah, Matt Damon's character, Colin Sullivan, mm-hmm. is... Um, we can just, for all intents and purposes, he's uh, Frank Costello's son. Okay. But he's okay. not. He isn't paper trailed to the mob at all. Just raised him like a son. Just adopted raised, raised him like a son. No, he's got a family. He's from a he's from a poor neighborhood, and Frank took care of him. Okay. When others couldn't, so he, he feels indebted to him. So he decided to become a police officer and be a mole for him. Okay. Just a general informer. All right. And, Good way to um, say thank you. And then on the flip side of the coin, <laughs> you have Leonardo DiCaprio doing the exact opposite. He is a detective who goes undercover into the Irish mafia. So they're both undercover at the same time mm-hmm. on both sides. All right. Trying to figure out who they are. Interesting. Oh, so it's a game of cat and mouse and whoever yeah. finds mm-hmm. the other first. Well, it's like halfway through the movie, the big, uh, the big uh, reveal. thing is, it's not really a reveal. It's just like they become aware of each other's existence, but they don't know who they are. Ooh. So they're trying to figure it out. Ooh. Who who wins in the end? No one. No one? Oh, Oh, it's a... Is it a stalemate or... Do you mean that more in the metaphorical sense? (laughs) No. Are you being literal or metaphorical right now? (laughs) So what I will say, and I'm not going to tell you who dies and who doesn't, but one of my favorite things about this movie that I noticed before I even like read about it Mm -hmm. is Martin Corsese has a really great motif that I will call the X marks the spot. Every character that is killed in this movie has an X in the background behind them when they oh, die. That's cool. It could be architectural. It could be a painting. It could be a shadow. Oh, that's actually it, really cool. Yeah. Is uh, it like when they die, there is an X somewhere? Or is it like there's always something looming around them? Um, It's like you could say it's like in the same scene when it's going to happen. Okay. So once like... Victim number one happens. There's an X mm-hmm. around them, and then when you I think see it's on the, the ground X, on that one, it's like well, when you see the X again, you know that they're going to be murked, uh, basically. No, you see the X, and then they get killed. Yeah, that, that's it's, what I mean. It's not, it's not like later on, like oh, there was no, an no. X, they were gonna die. No, no, like in the same scene, yeah, like exactly. So victim number one gets killed. There's an X somewhere uh-huh. in the scene, yep. and then the next time that the audience someone else like, dies, there's another X somewhere. So it's like okay, the audience knows. Like, They're literally getting knocked off. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a wonderful little thing that he added in I there like for um, your vi- like visual that. nerds out there. Yeah. Uh, the soundtrack is amazing. Um, it's obviously it does have "Give Me Shelter" in it. <laughs> I think every mobster movie Scorsese's done has "Give, Give Me Shelter" in it. Really? Yep. Huh. I'm trying to think about it. Nothing's really coming to my mind right now. Hmm. I don't know. He, it's his gangster song. He does love his himself some like the right. He just he's Rolling a guy Stones. who knows Rolling Stones, classic American rock. He knows the right song for everything. Okay. He does. Uh, the breakout song for um, The Departed is definitely the Dropkick Murphy song. <laughs> and I know you guys have heard it. It's like, I'm a sailor man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I lost my yeah. Um, it's specifically playing in a scene where Leonardo DiCaprio. So for in order for Leo's character to go undercover, he has to get arrested for not even just a petty crime, but one serious enough to where 
if the mob found out, they're like, you know, who is this fucking kid? Why he's around? What he's doing? Mm -hmm. He just got out. He knows so-and-so. He knows so-and-so. So he spent some time in prison. And it's like your reintroduction to the character. And he's like working out in prison and the song is playing. It's so badass. <laughs> but yeah, so there was some cultivation for both of them. Where, where, I like so it. Where, um, so uh, both Matt Damon and Leonardo DiCaprio's characters are in like basic training together at the same time. And yep. then it's like they're split off. Oh, I like that. No, I like that. I like that. Undercover each other. No, it, I like it's, that. It's a truly great movie. Nice. Um, I like what the else parallels. Did I write I really Breakout performance in this movie that I did not discuss with either of you is that Marky Mark, yes, Mark Wahlberg is Detective Dingham, and he actually <laughs> won an Academy Award for his support his a performance, best supporting actor. Really, he's really good in it. I mean, it it it's a uh, it's about Boston guys. Who better? Yeah. Know? <laughs> Who better? Know? He is that guy. Yeah, yeah, that's him. I wonder why Scorsese doesn't work with uh, Mark Wahlberg more. I feel like that's like I don't know because Mark Wahlberg is he's kind of type. He's He's talented. I, I wouldn't have said that a while ago. Put him in the right role. I mean, like, there's a lot of people who use Mark Wahlberg just for the sake of Mark Wahlberg. But I think, like, if you want Mark Wahlberg to be, like, an actual character actor, he will... You he'll, know, he'll do it. He'll, he'll you have to write to his strengths. But I will say he's um, a really good uh, bouncer offer. Like, whoever you put him with, mm -hmm. if he's got great chemistry with him, you're going to... you're gonna Like, him and Will Ferrell together is hilarious. Oh, my God. Yeah. I love like, that. Like, I hated though. to... Goofy-ass movie. What was that? Daddy's... Daddy's Home. Daddy's Home. Daddy's I home. thought it was going to be such a dumpster fire. And I have to be <laughs> honest, I found no, that... the first and second movie quite charming. I haven't seen them, I, either of them. Well, you should watch them. I mean, they're I, not, not, not going to win awards, but, like, it's a, it's a fun time. No, like, just looking yeah, at... Yeah, it's funny. But the thing is, like, looking at that pairing, though, it came out to me of, like, completely left field. And I'm like, you know what? That's going to work. It's going to work because they know comedy and they know how to do their job. Mm -hmm. So once they actually get in the room together and start, like, that chemistry between them. It worked. I don't I, know why I, I, I did. Work. I love watching terrible movies. You know, you guys know me. I'll just watch whatever. <laughs> and uh, it works. Yeah, so that's the gist about The Departed. I didn't know either of y'all had not seen it, so I will not tell you about the ending or anything. I, no. I, all I can say is that it um, it's really fucking exciting. Mm -hmm. And the cast is amazing. There's tons of other really great people that I didn't even mention that are in it. You know, Vera Farmiga. I believe Martin Sheen's in it as well. Alec Baldwin. I mean, it's a fucking all-star cast. Wait, hold on. Time out. Alec Baldwin, really? Yeah, he's like the head detective guy. Huh. Chief Was not. Whatever. I did not peg that. At all. Yeah, he's in there. Okay. It's really good. If you don't like the traditional, like, idea of a gangster movie, like, you know, um, like, suit and tie, you know, like, eating some meat and cheese. and it, it, The classic it's, Italian stereotypes we've all been exposed exactly. to. Exactly. This, this movie is totally different. I have something that's kind of like that. It's English. I'm down. Oh, what is it? I really want to talk about the movie from 2004 starring Daniel Craig, Lair Cake. I haven't seen it. Oh, yo. Yeah. Lair Cake is probably the most captivating gangster movie I've ever seen. Where Why? Where I had absolutely no fucking idea what was going on. Why is it so captivating? First of all, they do not shy away from any sort of form of conflict. People Ooh. get shot in the head. There's one dude, there's like one sequence that goes on where they're oh, trying shit, to Oh shit, Tom find Hardy's in this? Tom Hardy, Daniel Craig, Sienna Miller, Gandon, I love her. The guy who plays Charlie's dad in the newest season of Sonny is in there. Really? Yeah. Dude! 
Dude. George Harris? Who is that? He looks so familiar to me. Is he also in It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia? George Harris? I don't know. I like his character Continue. here. Continue. I apologize. But yeah, there is one scene where they're trying to find a dude because they know, like, the whatever the fuck mobs. And all these mob guys are, like, very stuffy, higher class people. And, like, they're trying to find this dude because they know, like, he's gonna get dead. And the whole time, they're cutting to them, rushing to him, trying to call him. And they're cutting between that and, a, like, clothes iron. Okay. Keep going forward, more clothes iron. Them going, more clothes iron. They go there. This dude has been tied down with a clothes iron on his chest for like hours. And I'm just like, Jesus Christ. Is it on? Brutal. It's on. And it's hot. That smell would be Yo. terrible. Awful. There's that. Every sort, of scene, every sort of scene with Daniel Craig has some sort of argument going on. Or <laughs> of some, course. Or some threat against his life. It just strings along so well. So just the general plot. Daniel Craig plays the protagonist who doesn't have a name. Oh, I like, I like that. that. I don't. I and didn't Tyler understand Durden. it at first. I thought they were playing it up to be like a big reveal at the end. But mm-hmm. like at the end, he kind of looks in the camera and is like, and if you know my name, you've done a good job paying attention. So I'm like, ah, oh, fuck. Was I supposed to be like taking notes and shit? <laughs> Kill Bill. We don't know the bride's name until the second movie. No, but he just sure doesn't have a name, which makes you think that it may have been like a real life person, but they didn't have were able to use the name like if he was like going on parole or something whatever um but he's like a mob goon who's just like made a super huge life for himself off these guys they're all like drug traders and shit like that and he's just like okay i got one more i got i put my two weeks i'm gonna be out of this game for some time and then just like it just comes to him it's just the whole movie is just like more and more shit oh, adding onto his to-do list. I don't think you mentioned this because I'm just looking at the cast list while Brody's talking, but um, this is a British gangster movie, oh, yeah, which is tonally entirely different than American. Yeah, they like if you see like these American gangster movies, they wow, it's brutal. That guy just got shot. Wait, it's based off of a book. It is based yeah. off of a book. Mm-hmm. Uh, adopted. I uh, the either. screenplay was adopted by J.J. Connolly from his 2000 novel of the same name. The film's plot revolves around a London-based criminal, played by Daniel Craig, who works in the... He sells cocaine. Yeah, pretty much. The, the mob... They don't say cocaine. They say, they say they're manufacturing emotions, which is like, come on, that's drugs. Yeah. I don't like people that do that shit. Like, just call it coke. But like... I think it's perfect for someone who, first of all, can get like really into a movie if there's a lot of conflict. Like if you're just on the edge of your seat, you're if you like to feel uncomfortable. If you like to feel uncomfortable and not really in that sort of requiem for a dream kind of way, but in the like oh shit's getting stressful kind of way, like an uncut gems. I was just gonna say uncut gems. Anything the Softy Brothers have done make me uncomfortable. It does that really well. Ooh, uncut gems is a good one. That's a good. I guess that is also a game. It's kind of it's, it's kind of a, a mob movie a little bit. Uh, it has reminiscence. Yes, um, I will. I will say it's it's relevant in the regard that look at the effects that this kind of shit has on people. Mm-hmm. That's for another day, though. Yeah. But the one thing I really love is just like the speech that uh, Michael Gambon's character kind of gives at the end, where it's just like why it's called Lair Cake, and it's because he's at the top of the lair. Daniel okay. Craig's in the middle, and all the other goons who are 
fucking dying over some petty the shit. pecking order. Yeah. So he has like okay. this line where he's just like, you know, it's the layer cake, you know? Uh, the, the people on the bottom, they shovel shit. You shovel some shit, but you have some benefits. Me, I don't even know what shit looks like anymore. Yeah, because it's not in your point of view. Yeah. Good for him. But I love that. If you want something very non-American, but still want that gangster, gangster movie sort of tension going on, Layer Cake. It's from 2004. It's what I believe made Daniel Craig James Bond. Yeah. This is. He hates that. He hates being James Bond, but you he can. But I could tell it. he loved being in Layer Cake. Did he? He loved it. There's oh, even I gotta a scene watch where it it's like he's just like, I don't use guns, and then someone gives him the gun. It's like, oh, I like this gun. He immediately does <laughs> the classic Goldeneye James Bond pose. Yo. And I'm just like, there's no way he didn't not yeah. get this job from this. Oh, yo. If you like UK. Um, Mobster movies, gangster movies, uh, Snatch also exists. We Snatch. don't really need to get into it, but it's also really good. Interesting. Mm. Snatch is really good. I have one more movie I want to talk about that I saw yesterday. Does anyone else have something they want to throw in? I have no other mobster movies. I, I Honestly, I'm not a huge fan of like this kind of genre of movie. Like I like action movies and stuff, but I just... I don't know. It's just really not for me. Unless it's something like The Departed where it's like a truly unique weaved story. Well, the way you describe that makes it sound very much more like a character drama than in like a gun-ho action movie. It is. But there's great action scenes, but it is a character drama And for I think sure. like that actually is like what a lot of people love about these mob movies in general. Like they are character movies. They're the rough roguish type. The big man trying to be himself. It's, it's Oh, you know what I will say for honorable mention? I know we're not going to do a ton of these, but mm -hmm. Boardwalk Empire. Oh, oh yo. Yes. Which is actually super, rel it kind of encompasses everything we were yeah. discussed. I didn't want to talk, I talk about it a lot because I've seen the first like three or four seasons, but that mm -hmm. was so long ago. Or even, and this is something I don't have too much credit in because I've only seen the first season of. Uh, the Sopranos, it was... Yeah. The Sopranos made the golden age of television. I feel like that's um, a really good modern representation of what existing in those kind of families would be like. Yes. Like I said, I've only seen the first season, but I've seen the first season like four times. I've seen bits and pieces of every season because my husband rewatches it constantly, but I've yeah. never watched it all the way through. But my whole thing and was I've like... And I've seen the, I remember the when prequel I was, movie too. I remember I was a kid... And I would just walk in just to say hi to my dad. He's like, hey, come here. Watch this. It's a good show. And it's the fucking Sopranos. And I'm just like, dude, I'm nine. Yeah, nine-year-olds like, are not going to like the Sopranos because it's also a character drama. Yeah. But I always tell myself, today's the day or this year I'm going to get into Sopranos. And then I start from the beginning and I'm just like, I'm exhausted. Yeah, I, that's how I feel too. There, There's bits of it that I like. When my husband tells me about the story and the themes and how genius the writer and the directors are... I, I'm like, I'm, I want to get into it so badly, but I just can't. But the character itself is good. Like the idea of mobster getting therapy and just like... Not James know. Gandolfini, I believe is who played mm -hmm. Tony Soprano. Um, he had a huge effect on popular culture. Oh. Of, it, he became such a sex symbol. Television? Really? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Brody. James Gandolfini, when The Sopranos was running, uh, may, he, may He Rest in Peace, mm -hmm. um, was a gigantic sex symbol. Women love Tony Soprano. They do. 
They do. If Okay, if I meet someone and I ask what their interested man is and they say Tony Soprano, I'm just running away. No, I mean, it's like it's like a type and a vibe. I get that. But still. But still. Sopranos, television was never the same after that. No, no. It's really set a standard. No, one of the movies that um, just talking about Layer Cake reminded me of, mm-hmm. for some odd reason, was the Jackie Chan movie, 1997 First Strike. It's First more strike? about. Yeah, it's for, it's more about like aspiring, but because we were talking about um, Daniel Craig and James Bond, it just reminded me of First Strike for whatever reason. I guess we can talk about the Yakuza a little Is bit. Is it because you yeah. want Jackie Chan to be the next James Bond? Yeah, no. He could. Don't act no, like that's not a bad old. idea. No, he's it's too not. old for it. He's too old for the road. Well, no. Uh, but... No, but young Jackie Chan totally should have been. Oh my God. I think he's too funny to be. Jack Chan has such a sense of humor about him and everything yeah. he does. No, he's great. But just remi- yeah. that just reminded he's me. An so honorable so. mention. We can talk about Jackie Chan later. But first strike, honorable mention for, mm-hmm. for sure. Before I get into my last thing, I have a question. Is mm-hmm. Breaking Bad a mob series? Breaking Bad? Kind of. So... Just I always trade thought, out, trade I, out organized crime for cartels. For cartels are organized crime. Yeah, but they are. Yeah, they're, but they're, not, they're, they're, they're but not to South the same American like, way mobs. that we like depict them in our heads. Yeah, but I mean they're, they're still... not. But when they're depicted in media, the exact same way. Yeah, really. Yeah, just diff- culturally, just different. Like you say, mob, you immediately think Tony Soprano. Like yep. he's, yeah, he's eat the gabagool. He Scarface. Got the, but they're Scarface. involved in all the same crimes and daily activities. Right, and I would say that that's the more modern. Um, like successor to all the of only this. reason why Breaking Bad is a like we'll say B category or even C category mob movie is because our show is because Either it's work. not directly about him being involved in it it's just like him dabbling I got one last movie I want to talk about what's that Brody uh, real quick do you remember when, remember when we all saw Old at the Alamo Draft House yep. yes and the shout Alamo- out to the Alamo Draft House yeah shout hell out to the Alamo yeah Draft. but anyways uh, remember when we saw Old, and the thing I love about the Diablo Draft House is instead of doing, like, their usual previews and trailers before the movie... Yes. They do something, like, relevant to the actual movie itself. They show clips of movies and, like, old commercials. Anything that would be relevant to what they're playing, they show, like, vintage stuff relating yeah. to it. And that is the first time I, I learned, learned of the 1976, uh... Gangster, all child performed musical, Bugsy Malone. Wait, what? yes, I know we probably talked no, about I this. No, I remember at the time. this. Okay, let me let me just let me just break it down. So the main character is named Bugsy Malone, played by his legal his legal name is Bugsy. He's he's Bugsy Malone. You got questions? His name's Bugsy Malone. Yes, he's a child in the mob <laughs> named Bugsy Malone. I love it. Stop asking questions. I love it. Uh, played by Scott Bayo. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> no like a, yes. like a preteen Scott Bayo, and he's also co-starring with a preteen Jodie Foster Ooh. Jodie Foster would go oh I on. thought you said Joey Foster I'm like Jodie Foster Jodie Foster Jodie Foster would go on to do Silence of the Lambs Woo. Uh, and it's them just kind of trying to excel he's a boxing scouter She's a singer trying to get an audition at, what was it called? Fucking Fat Sam's Grand Slam. Something like that. The Speakeasy. What a great name. I love it. Yeah, Fat Sam's Grand Slam. 
rolls right off the tongue. It does. So it's Fat Sam's mob family versus Dan Dandy Dan's mob family. And it's just the biggest fucking trip. I kind of went into this thinking, oh, it's just going to be a wacky uh, 70s B-movie. It's actually kind of good. Kind of? Well, Where did you watch it? Uh, it's, I, it? If you just look Bugsy Malone up at YouTube, the whole movie is there. <laughs> I can well, believe it. The there you full go, hour listeners. and a half movie is on YouTube. Oh, wait, it's only that an hour and a half? Yeah, and you have no excuse not to watch it. That one's uh, black and white, right? No, it's... Or is uh, it in it's color? color? It's color? Okay. Yeah, they had color in the 70s. So... <laughs> no, they had both. Artistically, black and white is still used, Rose. Artistically, but this artistically. is not as artistic as that. Uh, <laughs> I'm so sorry, Brody, so but have you, probably... seen the, have you seen the meme... That's um, Robert Pattinson on the lighthouse in color. And it's like, <laughs> the only reason they shot this movie in black and white is because Robert Pattinson looked too much like Mario. <laughs> That's funny. To do it in color. It's hilarious. It's like, people like me and Brody know, like, no, like, still even in black and white, like, different colors have to, but you have to look at different. Right, it's like, a spectrum. It's a spectrum. Too. Like, even in black and white, you have to have all the different oh colors for it to look Hold correct. On. But the meme is fucking hilarious. Sidetrack. One last sidetrack. Did you know that the Adams Family house was bright fucking pink? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the background. Bright pink and blue are like the right things to do if you want to get like the broad spectrum on a black and white. Black and white. It was bright. It was like baby pink. Yeah. It is what the the interior of the house was painted. They were like um, pastel goth before it was a thing. Yeah, really. Yeah, anyways. Shout out to the Pastel Goss. Pastel Goss, we love you. So you might be wondering to yourself, how are they going to tell a good mob mafia story if all the characters are played by children? And, (laughs) I'm sorry, but not very talented children. (laughs) They're not good singers. (laughs) So let's do a musical. (laughs) They're they're bad singers for a musical. They're actually pretty good. Jodie Foster is good. Uh, Jodie Foster is good. Then, like, here's the thing. If you want children to be funny or good in your movie or tv show you just got to give them good one-liners yep oh easy to remember something witty i don't or, even know if that's true anymore though uh i would say so like i'd say Mo- modern family did that well stranger things was season a little too one. ambitious no season one. season one was season one was good they had some pretty great the third season is amazing i haven't yes. seen the third season yet the third it drops off pretty things? greatly I the, loved it. My favorite, one of my, one of the interactions the that stuck with me. Second one kind of sucks. Yeah, it sucks. <laughs> the, one of the interactions was like, just, you know, snappy one-liner. It's just like, hey, you know, you got too much face, you know? And he's like, <laughs> I take it up with my dentist. <laughs> <laughs> and they're just children yelling each other at a bar. I love it. And the the main crux of the story is that these two, fan, these two crime syndicates go to war after a new weapon is formed, and it's the splurge gun. It <laughs> it shoot instead of shoot. It's a. It looks like a Tommy gun, but instead of shooting bullets, it shoots pie. <laughs> oh That's so like adorable. the classic like custard pie in someone's face That's is so like the adorable. Slapstick. It's adorable. The slapstick is fun. The slapstick and, is great. And my the one thing and like I like I said I was expecting it to be like corny B movie. I would definitely say if you're gonna watch it, maybe I don't know. Get a few drinks and roll up some jazz cigarettes. Um, <laughs> you gonna jazz wow, it? I love this. Roll yeah. up some jazz cigarettes. Yeah, she ain't you jazz it, guys. Watch some Bugsy Malone. I'm see? always jazzing it. You're jazzing. <laughs> and but my one complaint is I talked about how it's a musical. Mm-hmm. Uh, the kids don't sing. <laughs> when who they, sings then? Uh, some adult 
who does not match the child. <laughs> like, it greatly does. Like, there's, like, some parts where it's, like, a chorus line going on, and it kind of works out. Okay. But, like, when it, whenever there's, like, one... Do the kids at least chime in with one-liners to, like, finish nope. sentences? No. funny, like, nope. like, lyrical sentences? It's just, like, as soon as they start singing, they just, like, mouth the words, and there's an oh, adult person Oh, that's so disappointing. I know, but, like... That's them, disappointing. Fuck them kids. They can't sing. Yeah, but... That's still disappointing, though. Actually, I, I was just going to say, but all the kids that could have been cast, and it's like, who fucking cares? Like, yeah, really. <laughs> it, it doesn't really matter. <laughs> uh, in fact, I'm just going to say right now, like, probably a good thing you weren't cast in that movie. Don't be a child actor. Just wait. It oh, very God, rarely no. works out. Mm-mm. No, sometimes it does, and you just fade off into oblivion as you get older. I feel like there's a, still a lot of people who I feel like I feel like the large matter. percentages, it, it's... A traumatic and not good experience hmm. especially in like big hollywood big yeah hollywood, no dennis yeah. the menace the leading act child actor dennis i don't remember his name all that movie makes me think of his beans no um i'm talking about like the when original tv beans. show like his parents controlled every aspect of his financials he didn't well, yeah because he's a kid well no like <laughs> even like these parents were it was a nightmare for him. He hated every minute of it. Yeah, Google mm-hmm. Justin Bieber's parents. You'll like, or especially oh, his yeah. dad. You'll oh, like him his a lot dad. More. Yeah, his, they're all like dad. that. They're all like that. I'm not saying like your kids shouldn't be an actor. Well, no, but, the, like, they need to be kids. the um, the twins, Zach and Cody, uh, Sprouse. Cole, the Sprouses. The no, yeah. they had they had a good experience. Their parents. They're all right. Their yeah, parents so far, were all right. They said it's good. I'm pretty sure. Like, one of them still years, acting. One of them will write a book about. Well, like, no, one of them is still acting because he did um, Riverdale and such. Riverdale. Uh, who no, was that? Like, uh, it works out for that some cool, people. Right? Cool? Yeah, like it works out for some people, but for a lot of them, it doesn't. Yeah. Like the, on the whole, it's not good. No. Yeah. Oh, what about um the actress for Wanda? Her she had Caitlin Olson. Caitlin Olson. She had Ashley. Yeah, she had two twin sisters. Uh, so I I think it's funny that you're referring it to that way because I'm so much older than you guys. The that I grew up with Mary Kate Ashley. (laughs) Like I used to wear their clothes and watch their movies. I still know Mary Kate Ashley songs. That's the other thing. I think this is the first generational gap I've ever felt with (laughs) y'all. We're usually on board with everything, and yeah. we're like, "Have you ever heard of Mary Kate and Ashley?" I'm like, Jesus "No, I, d- I don't." <laughs> um, Rose, you know, sister. Rose, they they held on to their know. money. If that's like what you're saying, but I don't think those girls are okay. <laughs> no, they're not. <laughs> Jodie Foster turned out all right. Yeah, Scott Baio was kept acting afterwards. Yeah. he moved on to TV. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, no, that that that. Yeah, they, or maybe they all are right. They are billionaires. Yeah, I, I also saw like I didn't watch it, but there apparently was a reunion. And I can oh, only yeah. assume it's just what like... Scott Bayo on? He went to Happy Days. Happy Days. There we go. Yep. I couldn't remember the, the show. And I can just only assume if there's a Who reunion. did he play on Happy Days? <laughs> oh, shit. I didn't watch it. Oh, Charles. Because then he did Charles in Charge. Okay. Yeah, he there's TV used to movie. be so stupid. It oh still my god! Is, like, there were like a million shit. spinoffs. For Can we everything. talk about real quick Arthur Fonzarelli? <laughs> the great, the, the coolest Jew to ever walk the earth. The coolest, no, like the nerdiest Jew playing a cool Italian. Uh, yeah. what, what an honor! 
Like, you know, I, and I, I just, well, what, what's his name in real life? Henry Winkler. Henry Winkler. I love him so much. Wonderful man. I love him so much. I he's, love his, his uh, cameos in Happy Madison movies. I, 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 love, I love Henry he's Winkler. He's never been bad in anything. No, he hasn't. He's no, been in bad hasn't. movies, but he's never been bad. No, no. he never has. No. I'll, I'll never forget. Uh, it's Waterboy. What mama don't know won't hurt her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Henry Winkler's great. I forgot yeah. about Waterboy. Waterboy is one of my favorite performances of his. I, I forgot about that one. Yeah, if you're the kind of guy who really likes watching like weird B movies, like me in high school, I was just on like a big binge of B movies, just thinking, how did this shit get made? That's how I was. <laughs> That's how I was with like. I, I'm gonna absorb like the most indie like award winning stuff and like just mm. I, I watched all I did whatever for years I was like show was me the most garbage it. shit that ever came out of the 70s I... and was only fueled by cocaine yeah no, I watched me... a lot of art films and pretend that I enjoyed most of them and some of them are really great but whatever I just watch whatever I could watch because my dad and I would go to the theater you never, you never go through like um when you were a kid like phases where you feel like what you consume is part of your identity, so no. you want to like alter it. No, just okay. So, mm-hmm. like, I watched a whole conglomeration of movies. Like, I you're talking about. So, my mom started me off like my the earliest quote unquote cartoons that I watched. Scooby Doo, probably you talk about. No, you it, love Scooby Doo. Thing is, I didn't even start on Scooby Doo. I started on Sailor Moon. I started on anime because oh, yeah. my oh, mom well, and my Moon dad. Is a wonderful show to let your young, especially daughters, watch. My oh, mom yeah. and dad would let my brother and I watch uh, Sailor Tuxedo Moon. Mask. We would play like we would watch Pokemon. Scooby Doo late, came later on for me. You know, but, like, you know, me, the irony of that is that Sailor Moon and um, what was the other one? Pokemon. Pokemon. Those are like. Not that old. No, they're not. Scooby Doo's been around. My dad watched Scooby Doo as a kid. Oh, yeah, no, that's the ironic thing about it. Yeah. So when I'm young, when I'm young as shit, I'm watching Tom and Jerry. Yes. Looney Tunes. Yes. Scooby Doo. The Jetsons. Mm -hmm. The Flintstones. I Um, watched all that shit. I watched uh, Pee Wee's Playhouse a lot as a kid. Nope. I watched The Sopranos. No, but that's I the other it. thing. Like, my mom had my brother Thanks, and I watching, like, anime, and later on, I switched over to cartoons like Scooby-Doo, so I watched in, in like, two, the er, like early 2000s, between 2000 and 2005, I watched every Scooby-Doo episode I could get my hands on. Oh, yeah. I was in, like, I watched all of them. I I've know. I've known a couple of people in college who's just, like, like we talked about, like, been, a, been on a bench where it's like, I am going to consume every piece of school I, media. Yeah, I, I've seen you know, it's, it's every funny, episode. Your experience is opposite than most because most people do not get into anime until teens and early, well, my or mom, early adulthood. My say. mom loved anime. It might be a very big generational thing because anime kind of became like a classic Saturday morning kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, my mom loved anime. So she, she introduced my brother and I to uh, Sailor Moon first to see if we would be interested. My brother and I loved Sailor Moon. So, like, that, 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 that switch over. Cartoon Network is solely to thank for uh, young generations and even part of, parts of mine uh, being able to consume and enjoy anime. Yeah. Because uh, Toonami. Toonami. I remember Toonami. Toonami was on every day when you got home after school. But the, the thing is that I'm getting at is my dad would watch random movies and so would my mom. So it's like, yeah, we started off. He's fine. Like we would start off with um, stupid dog anime, but then like when my brother and I got older, we switched over to like live action stuff. So we would watch some of like the craziest 
live action random movies. I remember watching the original um, Mary Poppins. I watched. It still holds like, up. I watched it a few months ago. It's yeah, oh, it yeah. still holds up. Yeah, it's up. excellent. We watched my mom, and I watched like at one a.m. black and white, like um, not even the talkies. I'm talking like black and white muted. Some Charlie movies. Chaplin type shit. Yeah, Charlie, Charlie Chaplin shit. Because uh, when hilarious. I got sick, I couldn't. I couldn't sleep, so mom was like, "All right, we're gonna put on a movie," and we would just like keep switching channels. You know what I watched with my mom? Hmm. We used to watch Sex and the City and Absolutely Fabulous. (laughs) I never watched Sex and the City with my mom. I would end up watching some of the um, Legally Blonde. I watched with my best friend, but like we would, I would end up with like a whole different variety of random media from my parents. Yeah, I think just... everyone does. That's like part of the parental role is, well, you don't have to, but like, um, I know if any of us decide to have children uh, in introducing them to media that has shaped our lives will be very yeah. important. Yeah. I don't know if I'm actually going to introduce my kids to Harry Potter though. Why? I don't know. I, I'm, I'm kind of caught between like introducing them and not introduce, like letting them find. Eh, if they want to watch it, you should let it. them. It's not yeah. inappropriate. Well, no, it's not appropriate. Like, that's not what I'm getting at. I also just feel like, like in the future, there's going to be, like, a couple of other Harry Potter type things. Yeah, that's where I'm at. Like, do I want to introduce them to, like, the Harry Potter I grew up with? Or do I just want to let, let them with whatever variant or version of Harry Potter comes Movies up? Would be oh, but fine. you will be introducing Percy Jackson here. Oh, hell yes. yes. You're forcing that shit on yeah. your kids. No, I'm just going to read them as bedtime stories. And if they Aww. want to, like, look into it, or if they want to learn more, I'm going to let them explore. But, like, as bedtime stories, because it really is. Percy Jackson is a great bedtime story. Cute. Yeah. So, do you think, like, just to get back to the mob stuff, I know we've been getting very we, cutesy. We've, we've been weaving in and out. We've been weaving in and out. <laughs> yeah, welcome to One Frame Off, guys. <laughs> it's what we do. It's what we do. It's our brand at this point. Yeah. Uh, do you think that there's still, like, good mobster stuff coming out? I don't think... The I don't think the American, at least American population, yeah, really gives a shit anymore. Right. I don't think but it's a generational. Martin Scorsese did the Irishman not too long ago. And it was very well received. He did, but I think like we talked about it a little bit, the usual gangster archetype character has kind of moved on to more cartel based stuff. Oh, you, know? you have because um, we were talking about Breaking Bad. Pablo Escobar is also Pablo Zootopia. Zootopia. Oh, are you going to tell me Zootopia is a mob movie? No, but it's about the cartel. Is it? They're animals. This They're cute thing. animals who want to be policemen. It is okay. So we can't say that because the the main theme about that is um, racism. Like yeah. that's a show about racism. Yeah, but it does have like it's racism and how drugs have impact like the war on the quote unquote war on drugs, the early two thousand war on drugs. So I'm talking like, um, is it the Clinton administration? In, how, in the early 2000s, it would be Bush. Bush. I'm sorry. Yes, Bush. The Bush administration, how that impacted the African-American community. I like. If that you word. actually look at some of the details, it's insane. I think the war on, as I said earlier in this podcast, I don't agree with the war on drugs. Let's continue. I like that we all <laughs> had to come up with like a mob movie. I came up with Layer Cake. You came up with The Departed. And you're just like, so Zootopia, though. <laughs> No, I came up with the 
I, I, I contributed with the history Someone right now. And I did say Bugsy Malone, Instagram. so I can't Bugsy Malone. And let's put it to let's put it to Instagram. Is Zootopia a mob movie? Is Zootopia a mob movie or a cartel? You know, mob there, or cartel? There, there is a mob don as the mouse. We're right? We're just gonna say yes. mob. Yeah, but that's right. a, but yeah. that's an homage though. That that is a blatant homage to the Godfather, and everybody knows that. Whatever. But I'll it's still more... put a, I'll, I'll still put the question. We're out gonna there. put the post the question to our thirty five followers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Listeners, you decide. Yeah. There's enough of you to have a pretty decent party. We should be able to figure this out. Hell yeah. <laughs> uh, speaking of, are, are we done with are we done with the mob? I think we're done with the mob. Any lasting okay. thoughts, questions? Uh, literally and metaphorically, I think we're done with the mob. <laughs> <laughs> I think a lot of the times Scorsese's the last guy who's really Scorsese, making good yeah. media about it. Um, Everyone will still continue to go see Scorsese mob movies. Yeah, a lot of American crime stuff has kind of moved on to... That's just the thing. We moved on. It's all about the serial killers now. Yeah, really. Not even serial killers. And unsolved unsolved crimes and shit like that. I mean, it is a little bit, but... I it's still kind of fun that we don't know what happened to Jimmy Hoffa. With the way that modern technology works, they're just... they They say all the time, I've seen Mindhunter, I've read it. They estimate like between like what thirty and forty operating serial killers at all times in our country. I think the main thing that our listening audience can uh, take away from this is you can die at any second, at any day. You can just have a brain aneurysm and die right now. You can die in your sleep. You can die on your way to work. Yeah, don't freak It'll out happen. about it. It will happen. It will. <laughs> Goodbye.